0: will
1: put you in twilight
0: sleep hello and welcome to this very special edition of the get your film fixed podcast i am chapin hemingway joined as always by lee carlo and jeremy fisk baby i'm back guys i missed the last one couldn't seem to just could not find the time to watch city of god i apologize for that i'm sure you guys talked a lot of shit can't wait to listen to that one um but are this we week, under the
2: assumption that the audience has heard that podcast as we just dis-
0: no, Record because I'm gonna one. put I'm gonna put this one out before that one. So oh for uh,
2: fuck's that's gonna mess everything up because I talk <clears> about how we're gonna talk about
0: Blonde next. This this week we're, we are reviewing Andrew Dominic's Netflix NC seventeen rated film Blonde. Uh, it's been controversial, guys. Um, I know we got some categories which you guys are gonna have to help me with, but I also want to share an experience I had watching a a, a movie that I think that you will find interesting um at least i hope you do and i'm wondering if you guys have the same experience uh that i do sometimes um but yes so this week i wanted to ask you guys to start off i have a couple of questions but the first one i want to start off real real briefly generally do you guys like movies about hollywood about actors about making movies about the golden age of cinema uh
2: generally yes um, generally yes i think that I think that I enjoy the romanticism, uh, the romanticizing of Hollywood and Hollywood history. And I think, you know, we all were drawn to that kind of, um, that aura of it when we decided we wanted to get into movies and started liking movies. So I think that aspect of it is is something I still like and I still enjoy. I'm, I'm much more cognizant of what it is
1: now, and I'm not quite as naive when watching it, but... I still enjoy it. I mean, yeah. I mean, as a person who actually works in Hollywood movies, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice to see what what uh, or, or or it's nice. Everyone to reman- going home. Yeah, when it's, it's nice light to out. romanticize about what it what it could have been or what it was or what the ideal version of making a movie was. For sure, I love the it. ideal version of Hollywood, like you yeah. see in this movie. Well, because this is a perfect example. Yeah, <laughs> as you want. But even like something like Mank, you know, like I I love it. I love that stuff. Yeah, um, it's,
0: it's it's interesting because I think Hollywood often it's sort of a glib remark. Uh, but people, they often criticize Hollywood for loving films about themselves, and I think they do. But I don't. It does, it's not sort of a self-involved as I think that comment makes it seem. Like you know, it's a good time to. To represent it, it's you know like I mean You could also argue that like Hollywood loves Cops you know they make a lot of cop movies It's just an interesting right. subject to study um, Well
1: I think I think the argument Is like the, the Movies about Hollywood always like Win Oscars and do well yeah, At the awards that are shows. voted on by yeah.
0: People <laughs> yeah So um, My second question is um, Look this this movie Has gotten a lot of controversy Um lot of different opinions about it and um uh, i don't I, I mean i think we did should talk you guys, about
1: it real quick though did you guys uh listen to the controversy because i didn't i don't know anything about this like before you watched it or are you forming um, your own opinions I got, here
0: I, I, I was for my own opinions but i did get into it a little bit after the podcast and i have to say i i, I it definitely impacted my thinking a little bit about the movie but i guess this is what i want to say i think the primary controversy, not controversy, but I think the primary problem a lot of people have with this movie is that the Marilyn Monroe character played by Anna Mar Armas doesn't have a tremendous amount of agency. She's—they don't really represent Monroe um, or Norma Jean in a way that makes her look particularly flattering. she doesn't do bad things, but she's very naive she's very we don't see like that strong sort of businesswoman we don't see the sort of very talented actress who was iconic um but to me and and Andrew Dominic in in, in so many words has just sort of basically said that those kind of things aren't interest aren't interesting to him in in this movie and I've been trying to sort of wrestle with that idea and and I think on my first viewing of this movie I think I kind of I pretty much got and understood what he was going for pretty pretty well, but I'm wondering, especially with a, with a filmmaker like Dominic, who probably isn't going to go about things the traditional way. Can you guys enjoy a movie if the if the main character is not someone who? I mean, she's not really a protagonist, right? She's more like in the traditional sense of that the meaning of that word, where she doesn't really move the storyline. Really, the story kind of moves her. Um, so yeah, Lee, what are your thoughts on that? Well, so
2: I've heard the same criticism, and i and I don't I neither agree nor disagree with it i I certainly understand the criticism, but my pushback on it is that a little bit of what Dominic is saying, and maybe not quite as bluntly or insensitively as he is saying it, but this movie is about what happened to Marilyn Monroe. It's not specifically about Marilyn Monroe. Does the, there's a distinction there yes, that yes, I think I is important. Mm-hmm. And while you could describe this movie as, and I've heard it described as like trauma porn and a movie that, as you, des- as you described to Chapin as a movie that doesn't give Marilyn Monroe a lot of agency and doesn't respect her for who she was fully, even if that's true, what we're watching unfold here is more of the story, more a, a cautionary tale of sorts,
1: and it happens to be a a cautionary tale of what though? What are we cautioned against?
2: Uh, of what that? Of what the Hollywood machine can do, and what it has done, and what it did do to Marilyn Monroe. And now this is a a part partly fictional take based on um, the uh the book by Joyce Joyce Carol, Joyce Carol Oates mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of facts and true events in this movie and i think it's important to look at those things through the lens of how they are in, how they are detrimental to Marilyn Monroe's life not so much how she overcame certain things not how so much how her acting abilities were not utilized or not so much how you know the fact that there are some moments in this where you see that she's actually pretty smart, which I, I do wish they maybe like you know focused on but, a little bit more but, because. But
0: where, like, because of like the name drops of books she's read and. Yeah, things know.
2: like that. I mean, it's very thin, but I, so I wish there was a little bit more of that because it's very contrary to the character she played in the or at least the one she's most famous for playing. Um, but again, like that—that that is not really what this movie is trying to do it's it's trying to basically show you what can happen to someone like her and and how how easy it is for something like that to happen i agree with that
0: i think i started to excuse me been sucking on this fake pipe for too long um i I think I understood this movie when I thought about it as a companion piece to Jesse James, which Jeremy and I just reviewed. Um, And I think that movie is kind of about, you know, and I summed it up with, you know, don't meet your heroes. Um, But it's, it's sort of about how, you know, it's about fame and celebrity and sort of how that disappoints people. How, how it's sort of told from the point of view of the audience, the audience being Robert Ford, like his, he's, there's this hero. He's, he's, you know dreamt up and imagined and 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 created in his mind around jesse james and that movie is about how that doesn't come true for lack of a better word it disappoints him it's the, the it, jesse james doesn't live up to his the hype um and to me blonde is about is told from the celebrity side the 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 side of 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 The famous person who everything is taken from her. How 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 fame and how we as people who, you know, worship these icons, the the toll that takes on people and what it takes from them. And also, I think it's about what men take from women as well. Um,
1: I really noticed that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, not only in the most obvious ways, but but also just like, you know, the the sort of the burden that becomes on on somebody and, you know, Jesse James and Marilyn Monroe obviously are not quite the same level of fame, but they are sort of I, the icons of their time. And, you know, when you juxtapose those two movies, that's when that it really clicked what he was going for for me. Just like what that sucks out of you.
1: So, so Lee, you basically said like you this shows you the 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 what Hollywood takes from you and the dark side of it and the damages it can cause. But I got that in the first three minutes of this movie. Okay. Like well I,
2: before I, before you finish. Okay. I said that's what this movie was trying to portray. And we will get into how successfully it did that. I think I think that was the goal here. I think it was.
1: I mean, it did. It showed you a pretty dark side of Hollywood for sure. I mean, it like definitely yeah, for three hours, for three <laughs> hours, unrelenting for no good reason.
0: Eleven um, minutes in, Jeremy's revealed his cards.
1: I hated this movie. I literally I it was such a slog. It, I, I can't remember the last time I had a harder time getting through a film. I wow. watched like it took me two and a half to, days to finish it. <laughs> I just Good everything thing we this on Wednesday. <laughs> everything was just unrelenting torture. For no good reason. like we got like I needed something else. I need like well, talk about one dimensional movie. like I I needed something else to happen somewhere. I get it. It was grim. move on. Okay.
2: <laughs> so there are some things about this movie that are one-dimensional. The themes, for example, are incredibly one-dimensional.
1: Okay. That's a whole movie though, Lee. The but, whole no, movie it, is hold the on. themes.
2: No, the themes are—the theme is daddy issues, all right? Marilyn Monroe had daddy issues, all right? Well, she
1: had daddy issues, and a whole bunch of terrible shit happened to her over and over and over again. We get it.
2: for you to say that it was for no reason, that's that's a little bit where I disagree. Now, look, I I didn't really like this movie that much either. I actually—however, I found it mesmerizing. And,
0: yeah, I did not find it hard to watch. Also. No, I mean, th- nor it did was, I. The, obviously, the scenes were the scenes are hard, but disturbing. I was, but like, it, it was I was sort of captivated by it in a weird as, way,
2: as was I. And I was but, weirdly
0: bored
1: by it.
2: And there's there's a myriad of issues that we will, I think, get into. But to say that this movie shows you how bad things were for Marilyn Monroe for no reason, I think, is wrong because. I thought the ending was extremely earned. And Which part? It's what,
1: what do you mean by that? When ending? she
2: dies. Like, it's very,
1: very tragic. and Oh, so after she gets abused and after she gets raped. But and that's after what she happened, gets, Jeremy. But you, you can present it in a different way. It's like one trauma after, the next trauma after. And I just, I literally okay, at I that point, that that, I just rolled my eyes. I was like, Jesus Christ, why am I watching this? What is this movie? This and is And I think that that's a
2: fair criticism, but- there is, there is a building to, like, it it does build. And I think... To her death.
1: Yes, Which and that's is what also part I, of it. I,
2: I think that's what happened. I think... I don't care, this like, saying, what
1: happened or what didn't happen. I watched the movie. I'm taking the movie, let alone what happened within the, like, in reality. You can say, oh, she died from, a, like, I get it. Like, but How do you know earn that. that? How do you earn that ending without showing
2: how bad things can get? I agree. It did not have to be one thing after another after another after another for three straight hours. And not only that, but, like, how graphic but some also, of these things and, were was unnecessary not, at times.
1: Not only was it one thing after another after another, they weren't they weren't trying to humanize Marilyn Monroe in this. Like, I didn't find her... But that was my her, point
2: to Chapin's question before. I
1: don't fi- Like, it was just trauma after trauma after trauma to some character that I could care less about. I needed the humanization of it. I needed the... Any sort of other side of it, and like it wasn't a good enough movie that like the filmmaking and the filmmaking techniques and everything they tried to do could save it. Like I compare it to Requiem for a Dream, which is also a very traumatizing movie from beginning to the end to end. A masterpiece. But it was. I mean, I don't disagree with you anymore, Lee. I think that that Requiem might be a masterpiece, but it also. Um, you don't disagree either, Chapin. Stop shaking your head. I convinced you on that part. <laughs> but it also, that movie showed you something interesting and some sympathy and you cared about those characters and you didn't want it all to happen. And then there was also really, really cool filmmaking that you'd never seen before and music and it, like it, it really worked together. Whereas this movie was just straight up cut your wrists for three hours if you can if you can I mean you you're, know. Right. you're definitely right like
2: I, and I'm not disputing that I just think when it came to the
1: end I felt
2: like for that scene to really have the impact that it wanted you needed to see kind of a lot of that happen throughout the movie and I thought the end to borrow one of our end. categories was one of the more cinematic scenes in the movie um, which had something to do with just you know how we built to that the way it was shot the music which again really great score by Nick Cave um but and I don't disagree that was with you. The, like the, that
1: was the most disappointing thing of this whole thing. It was like the score was great, the performances were great, the cinematography was great. But it was all for like they were all serving nothing.
0: Hmm. Well I, I yeah. wouldn't say nothing. I th- I think it's just I think it one nothing. I think it's one very simple idea and it's three hours long and it's hard to watch but i don't think it's i don't think it's not about anything no it's it's about about what
1: lee talked about and it you you understood that relatively quickly you know like you get the theme of this movie very quickly you don't need two another two hours of of it Like the same note hammered over and over and over. If there were different notes, I think that would be one thing. I think you're combining theme and story here. This, the no, there is no story
2: that and right, and I think that's part of the problem. And then the themes that so, Jeremy, I don't disagree with you. Like, I think a lot of the problems we have are the same. I just think one, I didn't find this movie hard to watch, like I said, I found it sort of mesmerizing and like hard to shut off, but. The, the 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 story is a little confused. Not confusing, it's confused. Like, what what story is this trying to tell? I think it's more about what happened to Marilyn Monroe than about Marilyn Monroe. And then the themes of this movie, there I, I say themes, there's one theme that is just hammered over your head over and over again. And it's daddy issues. Whether women have daddy issues or Marilyn Monroe had daddy issues. And it's portrayed in so many multiple different stupid ways that the movie falls off track every time it brings it back up. You have these dumb voiceovers with a letter that is sent to her that for some inexplicable reason is sent by her former lover, Charlie Chaplin's son. You have a fetus talking to her. You have oh God, that her was so calling bad. everybody that she's married to daddy. I get the little joke, maybe the inside like playful daddy that she calls Joe DiMaggio because at first she thought it was him. But then why does she call Arthur Miller daddy? Like it's it's a weird, very strange thing that goes on throughout this movie to like hammer over your head that, Hey, Marilyn Monroe had daddy issues. That's why she's so damaged.
1: But No, she's damaged because she got abused by everybody (laughs) that went near her. Right. But like, according to the story like that's all we saw in the story was just it would just went from one scene of abuse to the next scene of abuse to the next scene of abuse to the next scene of abuse, abuse till she died like what are why is that a movie why make that yeah, wh- that's not, what i want to know why make that why make the I the train not, of abuse I think, to to say, this,
2: I think it wants to be this unrelenting portrait of a part of a story that we've ignored or don't know now, got it got it understood like right i, I, I and totally and i and i think it's not as successful as it wanted to be but i think i, I can see the idea there and i can see where
1: it but works but that's not a movie work. that's not a movie you don't it like, is
2: sure it, it can be it's just I, I don't think doesn't so Doesn't entirely work
1: like there's no there's nothing else to it other than that and that's what i that like Like I knew every scene was going to be some tragic fucking thing that happened to her. And it was like, I almost felt like the hand of the director coming out and just torturing this character. Like you, you, it wasn't, it wasn't about telling her story. It was about torturing her.
2: I think it moves seamlessly enough throughout to to disagree. prevent it from being every like, scene every Bump, scene boom, boom, oh boom, boom there's
1: boom. a new, there's a new scene oh she's going to the beach pretty sure she's gonna lose her pregnancy like I, I there's never a scene I was like oh something you know something non terrible is gonna happen here like i I didn't get it I just completely didn't get it Chapin
0: um yeah I I I think the primary problem, yeah, is well, I think this movie is deeper than you give it credit for. I think it's also about the idea, like I like I was saying about. To me, that's the the take I got was it's just about how fame, just how we just like take things from from these people. How how fame is just about. But uh, I feel like the filmmakers took something
1: too. Like I feel, oh, absolutely, and I think like, that. Like and I, I think I, that I,
0: might be intentional. I think it might be intentional that they, like, you like are we come out of this thinking like this woman was just totally abused, and this film is part of that. This film, like we talked about with adaptation, it like kind of becomes its own. But
1: it's not clever prophecy. Like adaptation.
0: It, it, you're, right, you're absolutely right. It's not. It just it's 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 the difference between like a an exacto knife and you know an axe. It's not precise in any way, but, you know, it's a little bit different. Like with, with this, we're supposed to take away, you know, how this, um, you know, woman was destroyed and, uh, and oddly, I can't I'm, deny, I can't deny how powerful I thought some of this movie was like, I'm with uh, you there. Chapin. Like just the scene by scene things were, it was just, it was I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was shocking. It sort of like it, it accumulated in a, in sort of a strange way for me. But yeah, like I, I, my big thing is like, you just can't get past the, the, this, the fact that she's just not a character. She's not a human being. She's just like a, a sad face that something happens to. And so I can't imagine this was like a very interesting role for Anna to Armas to play. Like she's just weeping the whole time. And, and, she doesn't have a lot of dimension, and you know, I, I I feel like this this movie might have been made in a sort of Malick, a malickian um, mm-hmm. sure. manner, and and maybe a lot got cut out that support more supported the idea of a character of Marilyn Monroe. But I don't think, and perhaps it might even be more shocking and more powerful if you know Marilyn was. A real sort of like we understood who this person was and why she was special because I think a lot of us, I mean, you guys are more familiar with those Billy Wilder movies than I am. But I, you know, I, the the sort of charm of Marilyn Monroe is a little bit lost on even me, much less like all the people my age and younger. Well, that's
2: what's interesting is that to ninety nine point nine percent of the people that have watched movies. Marilyn Monroe is is not a person and like she is just this sort of blonde bombshell that was in these movies in the 50s and 60s like it's not there's there's no humanity to her on either side this movie takes sort of the mirror image approach to that where we don't know the dark side of what happened to her because all we've paid attention to is the you know Caricature that we've seen in so many of her movies, and sure, like this movie could have used, you know, a a humanization of Marilyn Monroe. But I'm with you, Chape, and I think I, I think we sort of saw this movie similarly. Like I, the first act of this movie when she's a kid, you know, I was sort of like, oh, come on, like I, yeah. I'm 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 going to refuse to use the the term the genre but it was following that formula. and What genre it, is that? It's just a, a genre that happens to be like, a, oh. a, it's like a biographical picture. Okay. I'm going to count it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was following that formula and I'm just t- kind of like, okay, so we're going to just see like how she had a horrible childhood and how then she grew up and then she, and so on and so forth. But, you know, this movie built and I, I forget the word you use, Chapin, but like, it, like little by little you were like, all this stuff piling on top of each other, which Jeremy clearly didn't work for you, but I started to see like, this is going to break this person. And this is it, it, what that's... happened. And I think, I think to a certain extent, I appreciated that approach. Now, like I said, like, I think there's some positives to take away from this movie, but like, it was so. Obvious, like everything was so obvious.
1: Let's just say I like the exacto knife to the
2: axe comparison. Like, it's this whole movie was chopped down, like chopping down a tree with an axe. Like, it's just like
1: blunt force trauma thematically. I think Elton John did better, a lot better. I I would agree with that. I would agree
0: with that. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely true. And that's the thing I thought about it the the whole movie. This, this, the the movie works like i I can't remember a movie that worked for me so much on an emotional sort of a pure emotional level minute to minute but intellectually just completely failed Uh, And
2: hundred percent
0: and it's just like this it just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense like i don't think this is like a fair telling of Marilyn's story but it's not fair to her like that's that's what
1: i kind of got out of this it's like but i guess like what It's just that he's like, it's just another abuser in her life. But it's also not, it's also
2: very much advertised as a like fictional portrayal.
1: It doesn't matter.
2: Like it it doesn't matter what it's advertised as. Well, but Jeremy, you also said it doesn't matter if it's, if it is what happened to her. Like if this is what happened to her, show it. If it is, if uh, like to a certain extent, I think it matters that this is what happened to her and that's what he wants to show and, like, he wants to show how all of this just built to her suicide or her death or however you want to – however you've decided uh, it, it went with her. But – so I think that that is important to a certain extent on the effectiveness of Dominic's efforts.
1: But it's not interesting either. Like, take take away all the the sort of – what you call it at the beginning uh, – uh, trauma porn? Trauma porn of it. Like, take away all that. It's not... An, in Like, Jesse James at least had an interesting dynamic between two characters and you try to... That's a good point. That's like, definitely figure, Like, there, there was something to latch on to. There's nothing interesting about this film because it was from... It was the same scene, essentially, over and over and over again. I needed something. I, I needed something else.
2: That's a, that's a good point. Chapin, what do you think about that? Because I'm with you that, like, emotionally, scene by scene, I think this movie was effective for me. But were these scenes interesting? I'm starting no, to think that they I were not look, at all. And,
0: and I'll, 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 the scene, I think, uh, just because it was so shocking... <laughs> Um, but the scene, because I was just waiting for. This, I was like, "What? Why is this movie NC 17 And then we we got Me it. Me too. I, had to
2: um, say, but, I was uh,
0: ready to even be like, "Guys, why was this movie NC 17 Like this.
2: Yeah, you but know, you this, this, never saw anything. Just, I, yeah, but I think that was probably enough to. Warrant this bomb.
0: It. Sh- this like the you know this sex icon. This bombshell. This like probably the most famous recognizable person in the world had an affair allegedly with John F. Kennedy. And the the one interaction we see with her is she's, you know, whisked off a plane in a kind of drug stupor by what we would assume as the Secret Service, sort of dragged through a hotel and thrown into a hotel room with Kennedy, who then makes him make her suck his dick.
2: I love how this movie, and then rapes her. if you look at the IMDb credits, it's like ex-baseball player, right. president... <laughs> Author. He, but they say like, it it's
0: like oh, it's and, and that guy has played Kennedy a couple different times four times I looked four, four times. times
2: that's pretty never good. never again best. never yeah.
0: again he's a um, he's he's like he's from um Denmark or something but i mean well well one it's a bold move on dominic's part because like you know the the you know it makes it makes kennedy look like a rapist Yeah, Um, And and Kennedy was assassinated
2: In part for his affairs with Marilyn Monroe So you know this Wait what are you talking about You
1: know something I know a lot about the Kennedy assassination No I know but what does that have to do with uh, The establishment Lee Harvey Oswald wanted to No he was a patsy Okay right obviously
0: Yeah Yeah. alright well Joe DiMaggio arranged to have him killed Because he was so jealous Yeah um, but it's but like, yeah, like, and it's, you get a close-up shot. There's you don't actually see a penis, but she's just it's like a, an extreme close-up of her blowing this guy, blowing the president, and you know she's got. An he's on the phone. Monologue. Well, yeah, well, he's on the phone denying being involved with women, <laughs> and then he b- busts a nut in her mouth, and she says, "I must swallow," and then he rapes her, and then they. We the next time we see her, she throws up. And is like dragged out of the hotel room, and it's like okay, yes, that is a shocking scene, and it's and I don't know. if But there it's is just any, another. It's just no, another. I'm, I'm getting scene there. I'm getting there. It's it's, of, it's 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 not intellectually interesting at all. It doesn't say. It doesn't tell us anything about their relationship. It takes a what would be a very interesting story to tell, like what happened between those two. And I don't know how much research or or, or how much we know about it, but like.
2: Yeah they it's made just, sure of that.
0: Yeah, it's just a totally it, and it's it's shocking and emotional but it's just but it's also it's just not intellectually challenging at all. And it doesn't take it doesn't take any steps to sort of like explain that relationship or you know, justify it or you know, show what her interest is in him. Like I mean, presumably they she liked him. Um But I mean, yeah, like ultimately Ultimately, I think there is something of substance here. I do it's, it's just, it's so one note and so relentless
2: that- I also think it's so, yeah, it's overwhelmed by the intensity of this movie to a certain extent. Like, I mean, it's almost its own worst enemy. Like, everything we, it's trying to portray is almost too much overload for you to kind of dig into what it's trying to say. Does that make sense? Like Yes
1: i mean can we go through it a little bit like this is definitely going to be a spoiler but i don't even recommend you watch this movie but basically the movie starts with her mom trying to kill her and then there's yeah and 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 then there's a relationship she has with two guys that uh she ends up having robinson
2: and charlie chaplin's she ends
1: up she ends up having to have an abortion and then she gets with uh joe DiMaggio, and he beats her and then she ends up having a baseball player miscarriage with oh yeah with playwright and then uh and then her dad calls her a whore and then uh what, what's next? What am I missing? What's the next part uh, after the, the after president rapes her? The president rapes her. Like it's just it's. It, there's no scene that starts where you're like, I. This is probably going to end okay.
2: No, you're right. You're right.
1: And, and I'm like, why am I watching this? This is the same scene over and over again. Well, we, like, let's get
2: into a second uh, a secondary aspect of why we're watching this. So, like, what what does it, Andrew Dominic do here as a filmmaker we know what he's capable of we talked about it or you guys talked about it on the podcast I missed on Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford and I was thinking about a question that you asked Jeremy Chapin um, in regards to this movie you know we love 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 the cinematography in that movie and, and Jesse James and you asked Jeremy what's the point of it or, or somewhere along the lines of that like what role does it play and when i heard you ask that i was like oh my god that's eye opening that's a great question because how much does it really serve the story and i think you've got that on steroids here there's a, a ton of stylistic choices that dominic makes from a cinema cinematography standpoint editing standpoint aspect ratio black and white color slow motion uh film stocks and for what you guys know do you have an answer do you have a thought
0: yeah i think i think i got it i'm uh, you know again my understanding of this movie is completely emotional but i i i think it it you know it's a pastiche it's it's she it makes it it makes this movie feel um sort of hyper real it feels like you're watching something that you know probably happened but there you're 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 like the movie is doing you're looking at it through a different lens and maybe a lens that's not entirely truthful and so you can have that scene in color or you can have it in black and white and and it just gives it this different one i think it like it helps uh it helps a little bit like put your, put you in Marilyn's mind. Like at the scene, it, like when you get closer to her death, the camera, the, you know, the, the, the camera gets very shallow. The, the depth of field gets very shallow. Mm-hmm. The bokeh is like almost like circular. Like you see it's, it's yeah, almost like the, that. yeah. Um, and the black and white just feels, I don't know. I, it feels like more relaxed. Like I think a lot of the Arthur Miller stuff where it seemed like she was happy or, <laughs> yeah um, so
2: i it, the thing is that like there were so many this movie. first of all this movie's so long and there's so much going on and there's so many transitions between black and white and color and let's just use those two for now for argument's sake. that it was hard for me to try to recognize what which one had to do with something or another so I wasn't able to say, okay, black and white, here's where we are. Color, here's where we are. Here's what we're thinking. Here's what Maryland Because I don't thinking.
1: think there was a rhyme or reason to end I, it. Yeah. I, had, I started to wonder that, too. No, I, I, I don't think so. Like, I think it was just... But that can't be. Come on. I, I really don't. I think it was just, like, what's going to be cool at this moment. No,
2: come on. I, you, w- I really
1: think it's You've got to give Dominic case, more credit than that. Like, we I'd like not. him as a filmmaker. I, I don't give him more credit. I, I give I, any filmmaker more credit than that. They all no, have a I reason. Don't i i think it what looks cool i think it's like this is this is the moment it's going to be like tree of life oh and this is the moment it's going to be like raging bull we'll do it like raging bull and this is the moment we're going to do like i i don't think there i think it was very moment by moment
2: basis this is, what this is he Dominic's thinks passion project there is he had interested for all these decisions Jeremy, well i'm disagreeing
0: with you but you can't deny it helped throw you into her shoes like when that when it when it gets when the cinematography gets very contrasty and very black and white and you kind of like focus in on her and everything kind of fades out around her it's just it feels like it it sometimes it feels like what it's like to be in a you know watching a play like when the lights fade down and there's a silhouette like there's it's there's something about his photography that just makes you I mean it's beautiful. I think very That's viscerally the- but I don't I think it's beyond beauty I it was I watched this movie and I was like if, if you're going to take one thing away from it, it's like, this is interesting photography and it's not without a purpose. It has a purpose and it plays such a big role in at least my m- emotional understanding of the film. It was Again, a huge part It's not- why
2: I was just like glued to, and I don't want to yeah. use the term glued because there were not, it certainly wasn't without its moments where I was just like, okay, let's get it rolling. How much time is left? but I was, I was mesmerized by a lot of this and that was a combination of the cinematography and the choices he made and the music and and the intensity like it was really captivating and it doesn't make it a good movie the, like all of these things don't make it good this movie was by far not equal to the sum of its parts but it's I think it maybe is even a little bit worse than that but To say that there was no reason for the decisions with black and white and color and
1: things like that. I think there were reasons based on the scenes themselves, but I don't think there was... I don't know if there was reasons to... Like, it's a good example of how I felt about the movie in general. Like, a lot of show for nothing. Like, it was somebody... Like, all these people who are really, really good at their job that for some reason, took it day by day and uh, scene by scene instead of trying to think of an uh, a whole entity of a movie. And they're See, like, okay, I, maybe the motivation for this scene, let's let's attach the camera to he's angry. All right, Joe DiMaggio's angry. We'll pull, we'll attach the camera to him, and he'll go up the stairs, and it'll do that requiem thing, and it'll I look crazy. I thought that crazy. was
0: pretty obvious that one, but
1: yeah. Yeah, but I'm, it's an example, you know. Like, I feel like this is one what it my, was. That was one of my weight, but why?
2: Uh, within the categories, it's like why do that just once in this? In this no, movie? they do it another. Like, they enough. It they a do they they it, do it a couple times. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to ki- compare this movie. Uh, to Malick's movies because, or, or to suggest that this movie is Malickian, I love that. Invented that here.
0: No, we um, didn't. It's a, it's a it's a big picture invention.
2: Uh, for fuck's sake, those guys think they own everything. Um, because when we talk about Malick movies, regardless of how we felt about them in the end, we are we kind of always come to the conclusion that Malick successfully achieved everything he wanted to achieve in this movie. Like he, this was, this is what he wanted to say. We may not understand it all, but like he executed his vision exactly how he planned.
0: Yeah. He's been editing for two years. One would hope that that was the case.
2: I think with this movie, I think, I think it it's like wants to be that, but isn't like it. It's it want Dominic is like, cause he, he, wanted to make this movie for so long so you'd think like everything came out exactly how he wanted and like everybody's interpretation of it is their own and it may not be exactly what he wanted but i think that that's not entirely true here like i do think he missed on a number of things i feel like you
1: guys are are talking as uh walter murch would say like beyond what does he say beyond the frame a lot you're talking about his his intention, how long he's cared about this project. Well
2: Jeremy, you're trying to say that he's making decisions because he thinks it looks cool. Like I think Troy Duffy's the only person who's ever actually well, done I that wouldn't say it specifically
1: movie. because he thinks it's <laughs> cool. I think he thinks it works for the scene, and I think he's influenced by certain I, movies. I found
0: very intentional. Like more intentional than most cinematography.
1: Right, of course. I agree with that. And like I, I no. but I don't think it served the purpose of the entirety of the story but I don't think he was just like oh no it would be cool I think he was like he <laughs> sounded just like Troy Duffy there yeah Troy Duffy
0: yeah. look I, I, don't know. I honestly I honestly like I don't think this movie is successful uh ultimately it gets worse and worse as I get farther away from it which is never a good sign yeah but I can't deny that I was Enraptured raptured with the movie at the time. And it made me think a tremendous amount about the situation and, and what I was looking at and, and what the filmmaker was going for. I think Dominic is a, I mean, I wish he'd shut the fuck up in the press about the movie, but like,
1: yeah, I think he's a, he's a, frame.
0: he's a filmmaker that I wish made more movies. And I wish that, uh, I think, and because of that, like when this comes along, I mean, I don't know, Jeremy, it doesn't seem like you value him very much at all. But when a movie like this comes along and he's only made like four narrative movies, it's like, you know, this stands out as like a sore thumb. It sounds, you know, he's not going to make, he only makes a movie every 10 years. And I, I, yeah, I wish that I, I I wish that he would work more often so that that. You know, I mean, and maybe, maybe it's that he feels like he has to jam a lot of ideas into one movie and well, do he didn't a lot. Jam of things. a lot of
2: ideas into this one. He jammed one, but filmmaking <laughs> ideas.
0: I mean, like, sure.
2: I I, fa- well, I found this movie really sad, especially at the end. Like, I was, I thought it was tragic and devastating and really sad what happened to Marilyn Monroe. Oh, and I had, you I won't had feel only that anger. way unless unless there's some emotional substance in this movie, like. You, so I think something worked, but I'm, I, I think I, I'm right on the same page as you, Chapin, that just, uh, the, the problems become bigger as you get away from it more, and, you know, the emotional impact on a scene-by-scene basis obviously fades um, as time passes, so, yeah, it's a, it's a flawed movie, for sure, but it's not without its
1: strengths. What did, what'd you call it, Malikian? Malikian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this movie can maliki in my balls. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better if you didn't have to ask what the the term was first. Well, I yeah. had to bring it back up.
2: All right, we want we'll to move into some of these categories. Can I? Can I? Well, I,
0: can I do mine can I do um, number nine?
2: You can do anything you want in
0: any order. Well, that's yeah. I just wanted to talk. I wanted it to be a segment before I knew about the categories. Okay,
2: well, save that because there's okay. some that have to do with the movie. Got it. Um, like, character you'd most like to have a drink with or have a meal with. I mean,
0: I, I think Arthur Miller or Marilyn. I mean, Marilyn Monroe's
2: kind of the obvious answer, but um, but no this, Marilyn, in,
0: this, this Marilyn doesn't seem very yeah, interesting. Yeah, maybe not yeah,
2: this Marilyn. I have no
1: interest in being in a room with this Marilyn Monroe I mean, because Kennedy? something
2: terrible is about to happen. Kennedy would be cool.
0: Well, I don't want him to maybe suck his dick.
2: I don't think he's interested in us. Um, so, is there anybody? I mean, uh, Marilyn Monroe's mom, for sure. Yeah, no
0: thanks.
1: Wait, you're talking about a drink or suck your dick?
2: To have a drink or have a meal. with. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not one of the categories. Jared. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Best acting moment. I, I mean, don't know if there's a moment, but let's talk about the acting. Yeah, let's
1: talk. Let's talk about the performance because it kind of sucks how great it was.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's she's very good. It's very one note.
2: Occasional, occasional accent. That's okay. I didn't, mind, I didn't mind I didn't that mind that. I didn't mind that either. Yeah. I was really impressed with some of the visual effects of getting her into these Marilyn Monroe movies and very
0: much so, yeah.
2: It was really and there are some occasions where she looks exactly. Just like her. Yeah, just like her. It's hard Marilyn to tell the difference. Yeah. Like really, really incredible. Um and typically that stuff is I could care less, but it was pretty it was pretty cool.
1: Uh would you guys put her in fixie consideration at this point? No I don't think so. No.
2: I liked her. I thought she was good. I mean, she clearly gave her all to this role. Um, and I think it's a little unfortunate that, like, this is the movie that she, like, bared it all for. And I don't I, – I mean that both <laughs> figuratively and literally. But um, she's really good in the movie. It's just – it's hard to, like, say this is a, you know, Fixie-winning, Fixie-nominated performance. Um. Were there any bad performances for you guys?
1: No. Uh, nothing stands out, but this isn't a movie about performances either. Like there's really very not, which few odd. performances like, in
0: this film.
2: It's odd because obviously with, you know, the biographical picture genre. Uh,
0: you, you know what? I'll take that back. I wasn't a big fan of um,
2: Bobby Cannavale. So that's interesting you said that. I actually liked him and I typically do not like him. Huh, but I actually thought he was pretty good here.
0: Okay, okay let's as ex, move, as ex, ex move baseball on. player, Jeremy's corner, Jeremy. Jeremy's what did you location think?
1: corner. Uh the things that gave me anxiety there were uh the uh, movie premieres with all those extras yeah, and the slow mo and the cars Merl and, the oh. and everyone. Like, there had to have been like a hundred extras. Um, you know, any any period piece you know, gives me pause. Which his whole but, movie is. Yeah. But for sure. the, the Well, Jeremy, uh, I mean,
0: you're, we'll go into a half-assed internet research here. Shot at the real Marilyn Monroe's house in, in Brentwood. Oh, interesting. I don't think we can yeah. call it that, Chapin. Where she died. So what, have you ever, have you ever used a location that was an actual, the real location?
1: yeah the one time i had to try and scout a place which it didn't it was very awkward to try to do but it was weirdly the zernayev brothers apartment
0: oh man <laughs> that's that is weird
1: <laughs> yeah I, I had to try and go and and see if they would allow us to film okay. film there and why they said did, like, no why <laughs> and they said no surprisingly But But why did
2: you? Why did that movie need that apartment? Like every apartment
1: in Boston looks the same. First of all, like uh, actually, their apartment was a little interesting. Where was it? I think it it was in. I want to say it was in Cambridge, which automatically makes it difficult to film it. But it was. So if there was a row of of apartments, there is like an inlet, and theirs was like at the back. Like you know how like on a street there'd be back to back apartments. There was no apartment in front of theirs. It just was like a walkway. It's also just strange.
2: Like, not a single person in the world knows what their apartment looks like. Why does it need to look like that in the movie?
0: You know, apparently, Authenticity.
1: Yeah,
2: Patriot's Day needed to be
1: authentic. (laughs) Meanwhile, Mark Wahlberg is, is both a Boston and Watertown cop. I mean, if we can go off on a little bit of a tangent, that reminds me. Because I was scouting for the judge when when that happened. And back in those days, I had a bag for my camera. So I would go into places to like, and I was scouting, there were like, the one thing we couldn't find was like a very specific looking bar. And I remember I went into a bar, I had my, right after after the Boston Marathon, I had my bag and I walked into a bar and i i knew right away it wasn't what they were looking for so i i walked around the people lo- like it was like probably 11am so at, the people were like what is what's this guy doing here and then i walked out i i started walking out and like i remember one of them being like he has a backpack <laughs> yeah. Like cuz yeah. what happened with the bombing one of them had a backpack and like apparently after right after that anyone with a backpack was a suspect and yeah people were I, I walked out like there then somebody came to the door and they're like what are you doing and I'm like oh it's just blah, blah. and I get in my car and they were all like I Phew. I think they called the cops on me to be honest Probably <laughs> and they still haven't found you No and the good thing is there was a bomb in that backpack. Yeah.
2: Uh, did you guys have a cinematically satisfying moment? Well, we know Jeremy didn't. I mean, I think this movie was oddly cinematically satisfying.
0: Yes, I agree.
2: Um, and I thought the end when she dies was kind of the most cinematically
1: satisfying moment. Like It was felt like it was earned and
2: the really only, devastating. The
1: only I, cinematically <laughs> satisfying moments I had was when they recreated Some Like It Hot.
0: I like those. I I really like the uh, I really liked her sitting in the audience and the way they shot those scenes. I thought were really well constructed. And when they pull, I, I kind of it was a little obvious, but I kind of like I kind of like the moment when they pull back from the blowjob, and it's everybody is watching it in the theater. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Um,
2: There's a uh, one of my favorite of these categories, which won't apply to every movie, but. There was one in this, which is the, the, Hey, I'm in a movie thing, which Jeremy, you and I have done that for years with like the extra that stands out. Yeah. And there was a little bit of one here. It's the limo driver. It's a slow motion scene. She's with Arthur Miller. and Everybody's cheering Marilyn outside. And the the limo kind of goes across the screen and the driver kind of is, you can tell he's supposed to just kind of be still. He's got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. All cool. He kind of looks one way, looks the other way, almost winking at the camera. And that was a very, Hey, I'm in a movie moment that, uh, that I, that I caught, um, really with that category, it's like, if you notice it and you're not supposed to, that's it.
0: You know, you know, what was sort of interesting about that scene is there are probably like a hundred extras in that shot and they all have a very distinct sort of like sixties look. And I'm like, where did they find all these people?
2: Yeah, it's weird. You know, a did couple, they, did they cast a few them, or are like they that.
0: are they extras? Like,
2: um... I think it's a combination of costumes. It's that like really hot white light with the you know the harsh yeah. black surrounding it. Uh, you know, I think it's all design. Because um, there's a mm. few moments, there's a few moments like that.
1: You're boring, Chapin.
2: All right. Well, what's Chapin grumpy about today?
1: Ugh.
0: Well, I'm grumpy that I have a category that I'm grumpy in.
2: I told you. Didn't I tell you that was going to yeah. be the first one?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We already predicted that.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you're pretty grumpy, Lee.
2: I am not grumpy.
1: <laughs> I mean, if anyone's grumpy on this podcast, it's me. I, yeah, I, yeah, you're, yeah, you're that's pretty true. grumpy. I dislike the movie the most.
2: But it can't be, the answer can't be that you're grumpy about the movie. That's boring.
0: Um. Okay. Uh. Haven't been having some technical difficulties with my computer, as you guys know. We started late, and I'm grumpy about that because it doesn't look like I'm be able to work out. Oh, I have dinner. I have dinner plans. Um... Get all the things he packed into that. <laughs> Te- technical difficulties, can't work out,
2: and he has dinner plans.
0: He's grumpy about all three of those things. <laughs> okay, what else we watch for a week? This is the segment I wanted to talk to you guys about. So, can I take some time with this one? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Have you guys heard of the movie Fall?
2: Oh, man, I want to watch
0: it. Did you see okay, it? So I have been desperately seeking out this movie, and I wanted to even see Even though you it,
2: know it's only going to be, like, so-so,
0: right? Even I wanted to see it in theaters, and I it came out to buy, and I bought it the day it came out, uh, sight unseen, um, and I watched it Saturday. And I'll just tell you that, like, it's not a good movie. I, I um, love movies like this, though. I'm always fascinated
2: by movies like this.
0: Uh, it, it it did exactly what I wanted it to. And here's this is the, what I think you guys will find interesting about this is that you know you you we all we all went to film school. I work kind of in uh, you know I work in creating things behind the scenes. And Jeremy, you work in movies, and Lee, you know all about that as well. And we do this podcast, and we talk a lot about this. So it's hard to be. I I find it hard sometimes to be like fully engrossed in a movie. It's it's kind of a rare experience, and I think after I watched this movie, I realized why I was looking at looking forward to it so much. Is that I have a ter- I am terrified of heights. I have a real fear of heights, and this movie is just like about the fear of heights. Like that's what this movie is about. And I'll tell our audience that it's about two um, young women. One of them, one of who is kind of like a blogger. Um, or, a, or a vlogger, and, and is a social media personality on climbing. And they decide to climb this old radio tower that's, like, the highest point in the world. It's, like, 2,000 feet up. Um, but it's out of commission, and so it's very rusted and, you know, falling apart. And eventually, you know, with they get stuck at the top. Um, and I gotta say, this movie just, like... It, Completely delivered for me. Like it was this the rare moment when I had a physical reaction throughout this entire movie. Like I I could couldn't watch it. My like and I don't want to be crude about it, but like like my butthole was contracting and expanding the entire movie. Like and I'm not even joking. I'm not even saying that metaphorically. Like really, it started to hurt at the end of it, and. (laughs) and like it was just that so, is like, was like the best
1: review ever this movie will make your butthole
0: hurt but really like and, and and I realized afterwards that like the reason I was seeking this movie out is because I needed a cinematic experience like that I needed one where I just got lost and didn't you know got completely absorbed in at least on a mo- uh, you know in the moment of that and obviously there's some there's some kind of there's a lot of cheesy dialogue and 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 even some kind of bad special effects at, at some point. But the movie is really well done in terms of the way check this it off for you, Chapin. represents the heights. And uh, it it scared the shit out of me. And it did exactly what I wanted it to do. And I'm wondering, guys, if you ever have those experiences. because or, or do you feel the same way that I do? I'll give you guys an example. I remember I went to go see Saving Private Ryan in movie theaters. And then... Uh, you know, when it came out in 98 and then when after Jeremy and I had a couple of film classes at Emerson, I watched it again and it was a completely different movie. And that was exciting. Right. Because it was exciting to see how the things we were learning in film school, like were applied in this, like, a, you know, movie that meant so much to me. But, you know, you never see it the same way you used to. Right. So what I'm wondering is, do you guys ever seek out those type of experiences where you where you I, don't, I mean, maybe it's not heights, but like something about the movie you know is going to sort of overcome that burden that we I would imagine all three of us have, which is that you know we can't stop we can't help but focus too much on the cinematography or the sound mix or you know 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 about an actor or know about behind behind the scenes drama does that ever yeah I mean i i've i find I find that
2: with like I don't want to say like historical movies, but like you're going to think this is funny because of my hatred for biopics. But like lesser known, lesser known, like historical people, oftentimes like like for an example, I watched this movie on Hulu, Ted K, which is about um, Ted Ted Kaczynski. Kaczynski not a good movie Shalto Char- Copley stars as kaczynski oh, yeah, in yeah, it yeah. um again not a good movie but this sort of like introspective look at who kaczynski was and why he did what he did
1: and but is that, that, that type, a movie you'd, you'd that go type, to type of theater movie, for
2: well no but that does what chapin was looking for and that i can shut off my I can, I can shut off the, like, how was, like, what, you know... Right. Was this well-made? Was, like, what was the dialogue? Like, all that stuff. And I can just kind of embrace, like, the story and, like, what's happening on screen. And I find that with, like, those types of movies, I almost always will watch them, regardless of, you know, metascores or anything like that. I just find them interesting. Um, and I'm with you, too, Chapin, on just kind of, like, the high-concept thriller. Like, I, I find those... A blast. I find those fun. Unstoppable is always the one that comes to mind. And I think your expectations always factor in. Like I thought, like, that's the Tony Scott movie. I think it was his last movie. Um I was just like, I guess me and Lydia just like randomly on a weekend day went to see that and I was like, Whoa, this is incredibly awesome. And, you know, forget the fact that like the plot makes no sense and the character development is silly and like all that stuff you just enjoy the ride
1: i i think i of all of us. you can't do hard- that yet jeremy H- hardest time with it um but i do agree with you with the documentaries and stuff like that stuff that um where i feel like i'm you
0: have the hardest time with what like shutting, shutting his brain off shutting, shutting his movie brain off. the movie brain
1: off shutting the movie brain off it's such a such
0: a it's such a rich brain. It's, yeah
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, I shut it off normally, just normal life, but, um, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe a movie like, um, maybe like, uh, a movie where I know I'm gonna go into it for the, the. The structure, which sounds weird, but like I, I ban- ban- banshees worked. of Anishanishin.
2: But you're still looking at that's still a, like a an aspect of filmmaking. I think where this applies most to you, Jeremy, is oddly on on movies you've already seen that you are that's sometimes afraid to go back and watch for this exact reason. But like I think about Swingers, like
0: right.
2: like that's a movie that I think you. Like, will enjoy no matter what. And I even mm-hmm. remember you saying, like, you were sort of cautious about revisiting it, because what if you didn't?
1: Yeah, because it holds a place in my heart. Like
2: Right, you know, and I think like, those are the movies that you can enjoy in that way. There you go. Jeremy's had Jeremy's brain was still off, so I had to answer the question for him.
0: Yeah, you might have checked
2: out a little bit there. So, Chapin, I I marked off fall on the spreadsheet for you. You're welcome. Might Thank take, you. Take care of blonde for all you guys.
1: Oh yeah, I saw blonde. Unfortunately,
2: I love it when they turn blue. I did add adding to the spreadsheet. I did add this week, uh, Emancipation, directed by Antoine Fuqua, starring
0: Will Smith. So that we we know that's gonna coming out
2: to Apple TV on December second.
0: Well, I heard an interesting a trailer. theory. That is also an Apple T V movie, but I heard an, an interesting possibility that Ridley Scott's Napoleon might be released Christmas Day. Uh surprisingly on Christmas Day This uh, year? This year. Who plays
1: Napoleon? That's... How is that possible?
0: Uh Joaquin Phoenix. Oh God, that's gonna be
2: good. I do have a little bit of bad news on the twenty twenty two movie front, although it's Hardly confirmed, but if you go to IMDb's page for the killer, uh, David Fincher's movie, where it once said post production, it now says in production. Damn it! That does not bode well for a 2022 release. Yeah, but release. I,
1: IMDb doesn't know what's going. Like they're, they're they're the last ones to get the news.
2: Right, but I don't think that that. Ha, it, I mean, it's October. I don't. I would say that that's probably not coming out this year. Um but how that's interesting about Napoleon because
0: it's not, it's not for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, the killer, the killer,
2: dynamite,
0: the killer wrapped March 28th, 2022. So that'd be a pretty quick turnaround for a, for a Fincher movie.
2: Well, we'll keep an eye on that. We will keep an eye on Napoleon. That would be very interesting. That's in post-production according to IMDb.
0: Evidently there's like a bunch of battles in it which like I hope they gave him a lot of money Sir Ridley. He's um, getting up
1: there in age, huh?
2: Yeah, he's 83. Yeah, he's making two movies Jeez. a year.
1: That's wild. Robin Hood is on uh Netflix right now. <coughs> Sorry, yeah. he's 84. How does an 84-year-old do a do a 14-hour day? with bat like you need you need to do longer days with stuff like that too like
0: oh my god he sleeps in while they set up the (laughs) cranes and shit all right all
2: right guys well we did let's uh let's uh let's see Chapin do you have a um do you have a battle for us did you come prepared
0: oh
2: um so for listeners, I Chapin, text I Chapin text us. Chapin uh, text us. Who would win, Vincent from Collateral, co- from collateral or Anton Shagur from and No I, Country I, for Old Men? I
0: also put this survey on. Yeah, on the Instagram and Vin- page.
2: Vincent won on the Instagram. Vincent won. Yeah, uh, and I think that's who I picked too. Yeah. I think we we settled on Vincent, right? Yeah, we, we, we all
0: collectively we, thought.
2: Yeah. Um, so. We thought maybe this would be a fun thing to throw on the podcast each week. Whoever was hosting, kind of come up with a battle for us to quickly discuss. Um, So if you got one, Chapin, let's do it.
0: I do. Um, This is two uh, Russell Crowe performances. Oh, so he'd be battling himself. Well, the characters would. And that's Maximus Decimus Meridius Okay. Versus Captain Jack Aubrey. Yeah,
1: I knew that's you... it would be Maximus oh, for Maximus.
0: sure.
2: There's no doubt about it. If it's you sure? a battle, yeah, a hundred percent. Look, Aubrey's but smart, but Maximus would just fucking cut his head off.
0: Well, he 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 swashbuckles with the best of them.
2: That's what he I says at least. You don't, don't see it. I don't think this. I don't think that, That's that's a very long battle. Japen, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I we all we all think Master and Commander is the far superior movie. There, I think. All right, but uh, I don't I don't think that um, uh, Captain Aubrey's living long against Maximus. That's um, too bad. Guys, are we able to really uh, assign ass, assign each other roles in Blonde?
1: There's it's not, not enough roles.
0: Yeah, there is.
2: Sure no, there, there is. isn't. One of us is Joe DiMaggio. One of us oh, is Arthur Miller. One of us is Kennedy. <laughs>
0: yeah, one of us is Kennedy. One of us is uh, um, the
2: playwright. I don't know if any of us are Marilyn Monroe. No, no, no. No one wants to be that. I mean, we're supposed to pick the key characters. Uh, yeah, there are no key characters, though. I mean, I'm the better
0: baseball player, so does that make me DiMaggio. Well who yeah. who's the most traditional in values? That that was his problem. He wanted
2: Well, yeah, and in terms of like marriage values and like yeah, yeah. gender roles, I don't know that any of us are really into that these I, days.
0: I might give you that one, Lee. This is Me? a small. Yeah, I might give that to you. Absolutely not, but I
1: I I'll take Kennedy, I guess.
2: I think <laughs> I think that's probably you, Kevin. <laughs> you you're the one that has said that you that you will split the cost of dinner with girls all for the rest of your life. So, well, <laughs> well I, that's I, not
1: traditional. I, yeah. Yeah. That's the exactly. opposite of traditional. He's progressive.
2: I
0: suppose okay, that's so true. You're Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> I don't, I
2: don't like, I don't like the assignment of Joe DiMaggio based on the, my traditional view on gender roles and things
0: like that. But I'm not, I it doesn't mean gender roles necessarily, but I think that you, I think you have a little bit. Yeah, you're a little more conservative than the two of us.
2: I I would argue that I am by far the most liberal of the three of us. But that can be a different conversation. Do you mean? But I'm I'm not talking about like politically conservative, as in what? I
0: don't know, like, Jeremy. Help me out. He's talking about gender
1: roles here.
2: Okay, I just said that I wasn't though. Yeah, yeah, you guys don't know what you're talking
0: about. Okay, I'm. Arthur Miller. I like how I like, know, how, I like
2: how in, in the just sort of in the middle of this conversation, Jeremy just sneaks in. I'll be Kennedy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get the blowy. Eh? Yeah. <laughs>
2: nobody, nobody. We're not. Nobody responds. He just, he just takes.
1: <laughs> just like Kennedy, I take what I want. Yeah. All
2: right, round of cinema sequence. Oh no. Ana de Armas to Chapin
0: Knives Out
2: Chris Evans Not Another Teen Movie
0: To me? Yeah Yeah Um
2: Five
0: Four Three Jamie Presley
2: Oh wow Nailed it Can you get You have something else That she's in though?
0: It's got to be a movie, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, Jeremy, to you.
1: Uh, isn't she in like? Uh, and I've never seen it, but isn't she in like Poison Ivy?
0: Yeah, that's a. Good,
2: but you have to be able one. to say something else that someone else that's in that though. Uh,
1: Jamie, I can't say anyone else that's in that. Uh shit, Jamie Fraser. I have to be able to say something. I just did my job. I moved it on. Moved moved it. Forward. No, you
2: you can't send Jamie Presley. You can't send Poison Ivy to me without knowing somebody else in Poison Ivy.
1: Do you know someone in Poison Ivy? I just sent it to you. Uh, no. No, I don't, but you don't either. All right. Okay. The only other thing I know she's in weirdly and I actually do know somebody else in it. Okay. Joe Dirt. David Spade.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you know uh, some
0: Tommy Boy? Uh
1: Chris Farley. Uh Dirty Work. Norm Macdonald. Fuck. What else is Norm Macdonald then? Um oh, uh Billy Madison. <laughs>
2: That was going to be my Chris Farley one. We're just going in a circle of these old SNL guys now. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's go with uh, Bradley Whitford. <laughs>
1: um, Get out. Um, Daniel Kaluuya.
2: Uh t- all right. Um Nope. <laughs> this is a good one, guys. We're going we we uh, got past Keke, Jamie Presley. Kiki Palmer.
1: Oh, do you know another movie, Kiki Palmer Yes. Uh, it looks like it, yeah. You don't know. I don't know. I don't
2: know. Japen, what else I, is she in? I think she's in Hustlers. Can All we right confirm let's confirm that? Yeah <laughs> ah, she ah, is? She's in it. All right. Jennifer Lopez.
0: U turn.
1: Shit. Doesn't Chabin need to know somebody else in the U turn? I do. Yeah, he
2: probably does. Fuck. I don't know.
0: Sean
1: Penn.
2: Oh, wow, what a that was a good one.
0: Good round, good round. Of course, I won. I'm all definitely right. in the lead with all the ones.
2: Chapin's won three. Jeremy's won one. I've won zero after uh, after four
0: four matches. Well, that's going to do it for this really special edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. I think that was a good debate, guys. I think that was a good one. Um, I don't think we can recommend Blonde. It's a long one. It's yeah, a hard watch. Yeah, not wholeheartedly. Yeah. But uh, what's on our agenda for next week? We'll obviously be re- releasing the... Uh, you know, probably not very good The City of God <laughs> podcast. But um, after that, Lee, what are we doing next? A couple options. We've
2: got Amsterdam and TAR both coming out this weekend. So we'll have Amsterdam to discuss that. getting
0: pretty bad reviews, Lee. A
2: little concerned about that. Um, TAR, however, has Tar, a 91 except, on Metacritic.
0: Exceptional reviews.
2: Um, we also have not confirmed this, but would like to try to sneak in one more 20-year revisit um, from 2002. That being Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York, uh, um, excellent idea. So no, we're man, gonna let's have to that see. Next. Let's do that next. I mean, we've got these two coming out in theaters. Plus that, so we'll figure it out. Um, and uh, and obviously have a podcast out very soon because we've got great editors, efficient <laughs> efficient editors.
0: Um, I have a quick question before we go. Who out of us likes Gangs of New York the most? I think you Chapin. really? Because I hate it. Oh, really? <laughs> so I mean, I really don't like it.
1: Oh, for years, for some I convinced reason, myself, I, thought, I liked I it.
0: I—it's I, I, been
2: too long. I think that's why we need to revisit right, well, it'll, this. Then
0: it'll be interesting. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the Get Your Film Fixed podcast. I have been Chapin Hemingway with Lee Carlo and Jeremy Fisk. Visit our um, Instagram. We've been doing some nice, uh, fun polls. We'd like everybody to vote for us. It's nice to see where everybody landed. I did another one actually. I did a who was better, uh, Lee. I know you're not on Instagram. Anna DeArmas or um, Michelle Williams as Marilyn Monroe, and Anna DeArmas won, I believe. I forgot to post that one, but um, so maybe a little bit of recency bias there. But um, yeah, I'd be really interested. I mean, I wish we had a, a bigger voting following. I know we've got quite a good Instagram community, but not that many people vote. So, um, all right, well, thank you so much and, uh, we'll see you next time.